What is going on, Neon Nation? Welcome back to the Neon Arcade. Hopefully, we've sorted out these technical issues. Again, we have Subsidian from the Triple S League here today and Andre from Night City Life. Um, Hello, good evening. Yes, so we'll get Andre to kind of introduce his channel a little bit and, uh, sorry, his blog and his website and things that he do that he does in this. Hello, good evening. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll jump into that and then we'll jump into the regular news. Okay, it is working, although uh, Andre is a little bit louder this time, so... Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 that's, that's I think, uh, uh, if you just want to adjust that, Neon. But yes, how yeah. is everybody doing? And, um, yeah, oh goodness, I'm, I'm really loud, too. So, how's everybody doing? We seem to have picked up uh, Tech Gremlins, um, or bug in the maybe... maybe Maybe Rage Bartmos is sending some uh, some AI our way. Maybe yeah. What were they called? Rabbit, wabbit, the rabbits. rabbits. Yes. The rabbits. Sorry, not rabbits. <laughs> rabbits with a D, not a T. Mm. Um, yeah, there's uh, because they breed like rabbits. If you if you get the haha, that's that's the way it goes. But yeah, so um, yeah, curse the uh, curse the internet and its many foibles. Yeah, as sorry far as that, uh, it's bugs and it's never... bugs and stuff. Yeah, it's unfortunate when you have technical issues, but it does happen. And I'm not the most technically savvy person, so I'm glad we got it fixed. And yeah, let's just jump into um, Andre. Did you want to explain again? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> so um, I'm Andre from Germany, and I run the uh, German fan site for Cyberpunk 2077. And Night City Life. We are there since about like one year and a half, I guess. And we are just the typical fan site you would expect. So we got coverage on news, interviews, we got some feature articles, we got interviews with the developers and cosplayers, and we also do reviews, for example, on stuff from the merchandise store. Mm-hmm. And while most of the coverage we have is in German. On our fan site, we also um, try to publish as much content in English, which has a major impact on the fan community, let's say, for example, interviews with developers. And uh, we at least try to be more international on uh, Instagram right now. That's pretty much what we do here. Nice. And so you guys went to Gamescom, correct? Yeah. Oh, yes. And it was a blast, actually, because mm. I've been to, to E3 and Gamescom. Uh, if you're a fan from Cyberpunk, it's even better because they have put so much focus on being close to the fans and uh, showing stuff to the, uh, to, to the fans and having developers um, right at the show floors. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess that's Again, a good sign that um, CD Projekt Red is so dedicated uh, towards the fans because uh, they haven't hired just somebody for doing the presentations. It's always a developer who's working on the game, who's showcasing the game to others. And even the people who work on the booth, those people are all picked from the community. So they haven't just hired someone. They have hired fans which are really... Uh, working a lot in the forums and they have hired cosplayers who like to do stuff for the Witcher and cyberpunk. And they hired them to be the hosts um, at the, at the booth, which is a really cool thing. And um, they had two major 
fan um, events during the booth. So they had the community party, which is even bigger and better than the one they did in Berlin, uh, with many events taking place in that evening. And they had another one at the booth at Gamescom on Saturday in the Cosplay Village. They had Mike Pondsmith there, who hasn't been to Germany since five years now. And um, he was doing photos and autographs with the people. Mm -hmm. So it was really a strong showing by CDPR. And they announced, of course, at least one of the major um, voice actors for the German version of the game, which is the longtime German voice for Ken Reeves, Benjamin Feltz. And that's just a great pick, you know. Um, for you guys who are from the US, you always got like your standard out of the box English version. But for us in Germany, it's a huge thing to have such mm -hmm. an um, um, famous and popular voice actor working on the game as well. Mm -hmm. And um, he's, he's doing many voices uh, in, in German. He's doing Keanu Reeves, James Spader, Matthew McConaughey. He's doing Charlie Sheen and he's, he's really good. So that's a good sign for fans, at least, um, yeah, uh, deciding maybe, uh, picking the German version or the English one. That's a good sign that the English uh, voiceover is going to be good. Mm -hmm. So did you get to listen to any of the German voice acting at all? Or was it just uh, the uh, news that he, he is playing Keanu? And I know they, they have even shown the German version at the show floor for the public booth. Right. So um, mostly the, the first and sometimes the second showing of the demo was in German with okay. a complete um, German voice cast and function. So, so they had already done some recordings for that. And they've, of course, shown it at the longer version of the demo as well. Right. So, um, and I, I talked to the to the other um, bigger fan sites uh, from, from Germany to uh, My Cyberpunk uh, DE and Word of Cyberpunk and people from the um, biggest uh, Facebook uh, community for uh, Cyberpunk. And they all agree that the German voice cast is pretty good. It, also for V, they haven't announced the names now, but um, people are already making some assumptions, and it's it's really good all across the board. Maybe the, the weakest one is just Sasquatch, because in the German version, her voice is a little bit more like, yeah, let's say softer or more like girly-like, mm -hmm. and it doesn't fit that well to, to a strong character like Sasquatch, like a gang leader. Sure, sure. But... Um, that's something they could improve, but all, um, mm -hmm. all in all, it's it's a great showing. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, though, I think the English Sasquatch was lacking a little bit as well. Now, in, mm -hmm. comparing the the German voice acting to the English, which one did you prefer? If you have a preference, did you think one was you mean the, the, one was better than the other, or, or are there? I, I mean, you know, in, in my opinion, in my opinion, they they should just get a a. Um, the same German lady to just do both versions because, you know, especially somebody with a really big voice, because when I look at her, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I, you know, mm -hmm. she, she looks, she looks like she'd be, uh, you know, German. And no, no offense, of course, but yeah, no, she, she looks like a, a big strong lady. It's either that or go the snooze new route from Futurama. So, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I'm I'm curious what what's coming up next and when they reveal the the names behind the voices. So, but um, I especially was very impressed by the uh, female V, which is like just like as I uh, inspire, um, imagine her because she she needed to be some ass kicking, a little bit more rebellish and uh, a little bit cocky at times, and that was exactly what she did with her voice and her role and and the game. And so, I would say that. Her performance was maybe the best, apart from the one who's, who's doing Ken Reeves or Johnny Silverhand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to the demos, did you get to see both the public and the private one, or just just the public one? And what did you think about that compared to kind of the deep dive demo that we got um, maybe a week and a half ago? Yeah, Sally, I hadn't uh, the the time to, to go to the public one, uh, one a member from our team, Annika, who's doing uh, all the um, designs uh, for web design and uh, who was doing the, the award, she was really happy about what what she saw in the public booth mm-hmm. and especially with the, the Dolby Atmos uh, setting. And, um, well, I, I've seen the, the, the long version in English and German, and I've seen the, the deep dive, of course, and I have to say that for me, the deep dive was just a great addition to to the gameplay because uh, the deep dive video wasn't spoiling the whole quest at all. It j- just showed parts of it, very right. close related to gameplay. So mm-hmm. you can actually see all the systems in action. And what was even better for me was that you get a better feeling for the world because that was my main complaint about the E3 demo in in total because CDPR is very strong about telling stories, telling little stories, having great NPCs. And I was looking for for more, yeah, stories on the side. And the deep dive just did it very well because you've seen people in the streets, how people live there, how they look like, and what what the surroundings are and that that was really great for the deep dive so you really got a feeling for pacifica as a district in night city mm-hmm. so there were uh, significant changes between the e3 um demo and the gamescom one or was it more subtle did you notice anything that you that would stand out um uh, yeah as far as i can tell um the uh, what we've seen in the deep dive uh, video in the beginning uh, the scene with the books I guess that was added between E3 and Gamescom because uh, Gamescom just started with um, V picking up some books and looking at it. That was what I noticed. And of course, the whole um, time setting was a little bit different. So when um, V went to the Grand Imperial Mall and the E3 demo, it was already yeah um, dawn and... In uh, the Gamescom demo, it was still like pretty bright. Mm-hmm. You especially could see that when when we was, for example, tackling the animals in the gym, because mm-hmm. lots of sunlight was still coming through the windows. And when you've seen some of the uh, scenes from the escalator and the the vending machine, so from the the upper uh, windows, light was coming through. That was maybe the main difference. And, and some just minor tweaks, like the the way V took through the level was a little bit different. 
and the uh, scene was lacking with the glass bottle with the right. that attack. Okay, yeah, that was completely left out. So there were just minor changes in 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 terms of uh, the playthrough. Right. Hey, Gorillas fan, mm -hmm. thank you for the ten dollars. Um, he says went to PAX West last weekend. Mike Pondsmith was at a panel, and I asked him if we would see big names in red. He said yes, but won't tell if any of them will be in 2077. Interesting. Big names in red. Like, what do you mean by that? Celebrities? Like no, I think I think he means, like, lore people. Like, people oh, from within the game. That makes more sense. Like, that was kind of a like, stupid comment. Like, you know, Johnny Sil Like, is Johnny Silverhand, you know... Blackhand, uh, yeah, stuff like that. You know, Cunningham, mm -hmm. Blackhand, you know... Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, Mad Queen's not here, but I'll ask or I'll mention it. You know whether or not Rage Bart Bartmos will be mentioned, other than post post posthumously. How, how do you say that? Post post like after he died, right? So postpartum. So postpartum. Whatever. So it's it's very it's very um yeah. There's there's a lot that can move in the in the the character department. So this would be really really interesting to kind of see um how that'll how that'll show up and then how that'll impact over the next you know couple of games so mm -hmm. yeah i know um we also got news this week if you guys want to jump to multiplayer that we are getting a multiplayer it's no longer yeah, research huge. and development um so what do you guys think about that is that a exciting prospect for you are you guys a single player purist and you don't want multiplayer in your single player games or and this is after free dlc this is after you know they're finished wrapping up the single player experience Yeah, I guess it's uh, important to point out that uh, single player is a huge priority for CDPR because um, on the uh, German social media channels always got comments like, no, they should invest more people and resources into single player. Multiplayer is, is just uh, something added usually to games and not treated well. So I guess we, we have to make clear that they are focusing mainly on the single player and that they got like a total separate team right now who's just building up to do a multiplayer and um, after the research and development before. So, um, and I personally think it's pretty exciting, pretty ex exciting because if you think of a cyberpunk as a pen and paper role-playing game, uh, working with people together, um, trying to, to solve a quest together to, to, to overcome any issues and enemies in the game, it, it could really capture the essence of the pen and paper role-playing game. If you, for example, have a group of four people doing multiplayer together, and if it's very, um, if it has a strong focus on story, it could turn out just amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I suspect that we will have something that's not tied to the to the to the regular like story world like i like we're not i no that's not the way to put it so i don't think we'll have v as the no. main no. character in the the multiplayer because you'd just be running around with many yeah, other v's v. unless unless you find out that v's not actually immortal or maybe v is immortal because they just have you know a million clones and then the multiplayer is like trying to figure out who the real v is Or just taking over the world as V's, and you're just a you. You can go anywhere with that kind of idea, <laughs> with this kind of world. Like, like literally, it's like if I if I told you, well, actually, it turns out the V's just a big virus from Rage Bartmos, and um, 
Yeah, and you just like the once you you discover this during the single player, <clears throat> you get to the um, multiplayer, and you're just running around co- causing havoc. You know, you, you're actually a, a rabid. So, you know, and mm. if I were to tell you that, or if if that was what would happen, most people would go, "Oh, cool story, right?" Because it's this kind of a world where you could basically have literally anything happen, even though that's ridiculous, and we're not going to have that happen. But mm. it's still, it's still. Yeah, maybe V is for virus. I was thinking about that, Mister uh, Mister Tuko. Uh, it's it's uh, it's an it's an idea, right? But no, I think I think the multiplayer will be kind of like separated, kind of like how uh, Red Dead is. You know, Red Dead Two's got the the general multiplayer in the story, and they're not they're not really super connected. So you know, it's mostly just stuff to do. And I think that. I think you'll find the same thing in there. So mm-hmm. they could they could take so many avenues with that with brain dance, mm-hmm. the net. Yeah, I mean, just being in the real world and having it like kind of similar to GTA Online. I think is the most common comparison. So there's so many mm-hmm. different avenues, but it, it's nice to know that they've yeah. kind of nailed down a vision and they're going forward. You know, past research and development and actually creating this because it could have been yeah, such just, a limbo forever. Just to add to what Trouble S Leak said. I totally agree to that because the best thing you could do is to ditch V completely as a character and have maybe what I, I'm actually hoping for is um, I, I could draw many uh, comparisons to uh, what was done to Hitman as an episodic content because I could imagine that they do like a whole campaign with new characters, new people, and completely new story. And then you've got several quests uh, you can play uh, one after another, and um, you can play the storyline of it, and then you can make changes and adjustments to that quest in the whole setting and play out different things you can enjoy mm-hmm. and, um, and and just tweak it a little bit. Because um, completely leaving V alone makes more uh, freedom for you in, in terms of yeah. crea- creativity, what you can do multiplayer, and also leaves more um, possibilities for, of course, a sequel to 2077. So you can do whatever you want in a totally new environment. And I guess that's the best approach maybe for CDPR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so, so keeping with this, I want to know what your guys' ideas are for what would your preferred multiplayer type be? Where are you hoping for like just death matches? Are you hoping for something a little bit more expansive? Are you hoping for you know battle royale? Like what what are you guys is um uh what do you want to come on into the game and find right there as far as the multiplayer goes? You just made ten enemies in chat by saying battle royale. Well, I, I'm asking you if what you would prefer. I'm not saying anything. My my idea of what I'm I would really hope to see would basically be like a type of a kind of a little similar to like payday, mm-hmm. where it's like you're setting up a job, right? You've got to do and pull off the job correctly, which means everybody's got to be doing you know exactly you know what they need to do in order to to successfully complete the mission. But then at some point, you know somebody's going to screw up and then everything goes sideways and you're trying to recover and there's no like like restart at certain checkpoints it's like it's like you start or you fail and and that's it and then and the 
you have to like try and like earn your way up the ladder by doing like more and more complex missions. So you actually have a reason to like get together every week and or every every other day or whatever mm-hmm. and try to like you know really plan out your your goal. And you know by the time you're you're doing the top like ten percent of the the missions, like the really really hard, complicated, very difficult ones, you've got your whole team there and everybody's like trying to like play it at once i think that would be pretty cool you know irrespective of like dcs and crashing and and you know run into you know take care of the kids or something like that it's like this would be fun for me i would really really enjoy this something that's hard that's not easy to just like okay failed that one let's just go and spam this mission over and over and over again it's like i kind of i kind of don't like that i want something with a little bit more weight to it right so I think a more like a, if you guys have ever played the Division Dark Zone, I think maybe a more expansive kind of version of that within kind of maybe a more GTA Online esque world would would be cool. I think mm-hmm. they can. There's the potential to incorporate almost everything PVE, PvP. Um, just I don't I don't see Team Deathmatch being you know something that they go after. I think that's a little bit too overdone. I think balancing all the abilities or even stripping them would be kind of a disservice to the game so i don't see that happening but uh as far as the rest of it there i think the possibilities are kind of limitless we also did have the social hub rumors back in the day i don't know if that's been completely debunked that 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 was that was so originally i'll I'll speak a little bit more to that so originally the the multiplayer was was seamless transition so basically, you'd be playing, and then you wanted to hop into your friend's game, or you wanted to invite your friend, and or you want to just look for random people. You go to kind of like a little social hub, you talk with people, or you meet up with your friends or whatever, and then you just kind of transition over. It's very seamless. It was very like, if you're on somebody's list, you could just literally hop into their game. But that kind of really fell through as far as like the 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 tech and a bunch of issues and then of course with the storyline and then it's like uh you know with you know it's it's really gonna make your game kind of weird is if you're you're sitting there you're pushing the story like something big has just happened and you're sitting there talking you're you're on the street talking with somebody you know who's a who's a mission contact and you're you're going through the the dialogue choices and you're just talking suddenly somebody shows up runs over your contact kills them lights up every enemy in in the vicinity they're like literally everybody is shooting at you and your your buddy and he's like come on jimmy get in the car we gotta go jimmy it's like oh dan why are you here why did why did you come right now did you have to so you know that they ran into issues with that, so that's p- one of many of the reasons why, um, uh, as far as I've heard, that multiplayer was kind of pulled back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And and this is one of those things where again, it's like it's like we had a, originally it had originally been in the get go as kind of like the core idea was was right there from the very get go that the, the the multiplayer mode would be you know side by side, but they just ran into too many. Um, too many difficulties not only that but they also really bumped up the graphics and by bumping up the graphics they they had to of course you know they have, they have to downscale some of that that tech a little bit so hey john i appreciate the 10 pounds he had an idea he says of a multiplayer mode where you and your friends play as trauma team and you have to save a client and escort them to safety yes you guys are amazing have a great day. You're amazing. Thank you. All. you. You're amazing. That's a good idea. I think that's a good idea. And and that is that is another great example of like 
how much content and possible, like how many different avenues there are to this. There's so many things that you can do with this world as far as like multiplayer. Um, as much as, again, as much as I, I hate to say it, a, a, a variation of a battle royale would actually be pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. If you were to have a, a world set up where it's like, it's not like a shrinking map, but it's like you're infected with a virus and you're all trying to like find the cure. Yeah, and like you've a turf got a, war would fit nicely. Yeah, like kind of like a turf war type thing. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you could do. Like it's it's really quite amazing as to the availability that they, they that they could have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a little bit afraid of that because uh, that's just having more like the traditional shooting games. It reminds me a little bit of the fate of Shadowrun. You remember the the Shadowrun shooter? which was horrible because it got the Shadowrun license, but as a shooter, it completely sucked. So I, I was really afraid of actually having that Battle Royale and classic shooter experience. And as I said, CDPR is so good at doing great stories. Why not combine mm-hmm. that and do more deeper content with that? Mm-hmm. And, and interesting to see is if you look at the job listings right now, they got for multiplayer they are hiring um, a character artist, so which is actually kind of interesting because they are not reusing assets. It seems like from the game itself. No, no, so I, they think have, I think they're. I think they're adding additional assets. That would be. That would be. Sure, sure. So that a, could, an important uh, differential there. They're they're obviously wanting to make some particular things for multiplayer that that are not in the main game, which makes a lot of sense if you're playing as like um, a particular team or something like that. If there's team colors or if there's like, if you're playing trauma team versus like, um, you know, ruffians or whatever, it's like, there's a lot of room to play in there. You could, they could be doing some form of like gang war where you play as like any one of the literally thousands of different gangs within the game. But they, right now they only have a very small number of them. They've got a whole bunch of other ones that, that they would like to create maybe specifically just for, multiplayer like the bozos may not necessarily fit in with the regular world as far as like the particular story that they're telling now but that's something that they could would be very interested in adding to the multiplayer along with a whole bunch of the other ones there's like some gothic um stuff some gothic gangs some you know super cyborgy type gangs and, and some crazy like bio sculpting gangs all of these things are things that i don't think we will see all of them in the base game, we'll hear about some of them for sure, but this is probably, this is to me is a sign that, that we're definitely not playing V, we're playing other characters, um, and they may very well introduce a, a third-person camera into the multiplayer, um, depending on what type of multiplayer they're going for. It's it's definitely something that would be there as an option, because multiplayer is it just tends to go over a little bit better when you have it like that. Plus, if they want to monetize any kind of, like, costumes or outfits or whatever the first person doesn't work for that it, it apex has showed us this their apex um the average apex purchase for skins for for armor skins is running around the 20 percent mark of what mm. you have for for Fortnite. so do you even think they want to go down that path but, though they, they're well, no no i'm, I'm just i'm just i'm just throwing out detail okay. please don't yeah. uh, don't take that as as anything positive this is just me throwing out like Potential. reasons to yeah, have in your mind so that when you're looking at the scenario, you're going, oh, okay, 
obviously this would be a little bit different. But it's also uh, like collectibles too. So, but the thing is, um, I got the problem with why just copy traditional multiplayer modes you see in other games and mm-hmm. just put the skin of CDPR or oh, Cyberpunk over it. No, but, but because you were talking about like tr- more traditional, uh, because you compared it to like Payday or something like that. Uh, because when when I, for example, talk to to my toast about the um, about the game itself, and I was always thinking about it in the terms of they want to do something special and new and cool with Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also said, "No, we also want to do a role playing game where you have." as much freedom as you have never had before in terms of how you can evolve your character and your role and how you can play out things just as you ever wanted to do in an RPG. And I think that they pick that up, that all of role-playing and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. mold it into a multiplayer experience. Because that what that is what they could do best. Why should mm-hmm. they try to copy or at least adjust tra- traditional game mechanics from other games with multiplayer when they could explore more on the role-playing aspect of it? Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. even though because it's got more in common with the experience of the pen and paper itself. Right, right. And think yeah, about how well, big that's, the, uh... that's I think I think that's uh, that's always where they were wanting to go with this. But you also have to remember that. There's a significant amount of limitations that you have when it comes to a lot of multiplayer. They're still running this on the old consoles. So right right there we have limitations for size, map, scope, uh, player numbers, um, NPC, um, and, and like you know the, the interacting with the world through characters and whatnot. You have a huge, huge limitation on that um, <clears throat> without turning it into... Like some kind of which they may, and I'm not putting anything here in a box, but you know if they're not going to host this on a massive server, that's going to be different. If it's like lobby or if it's like just you like connecting in with a friend, that's a little bit different than if they were to like open this up and basically kind of go like the more open world online route. That's that's a totally different ball game that we're talking about, and so it depends on which of those things is actually in development because again, their original concept was very like system to system. It was not like huge online uh, world that you're constantly connecting to, to, to get that multiplayer system Um, that may have changed. That may be where they're headed with it now. But as far as like multiplayer, like options of like what to do in multiplayer, we're actually pretty limited and we've been pretty limited by technology for quite a while now. Um, we've moved away from like, you know, there used to be games that you could play where you'd have like, you know, 20, 30,000 units on, on at play. And because of the way that tech moved, we got rid of, we dropped those things. Uh, one of the things in, in one of the original elder scrolls games was there was towns that had, you know, tens of thousands of buildings in them and tens of thousands of people and buildings combined. Um, you don't have that anymore because of the way that the tech has evolved and, and CDPR hasn't reinvented the, the technology window as far as what they can do. So they're a little limited to basically what we've seen from most other people with the exception of like integrating more story elements mm-hmm. into it. But even then they're, they're fairly limited with that because of, of the way that that's gone. 
Um, the new consoles will kind of open that up a, a, a fair bit, but um, but not for this current gen. But by then, we will be mostly playing this on the new gen, and a new gen requirement may be an option for this if this does come out two years mm-hmm. from from release, uh, which is an option. Uh, I suspect we'll see it within two years from probably like close to this fall, um, but we will definitely not see it uh, within like six months. Definitely I know. not. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I guess they up. are still recruiting. You, you can see they are still mm-hmm. um, recruiting a design director who's actually driving the whole concept and the whole vision behind the project, and they are still searching for him, mm-hmm. and he has to have um, experience of 10 years with AAA games. So that must be somebody who's already quite known, maybe in the industry. So mm-hmm. they they have huge expectations on what level of quality they want to achieve with the multiplayer. So I guess they are still building up things, especially mm-hmm. what you can see if you look at the network programmers uh, they are uh, looking for. So they still need to. I, I guess they got like the basic level of netcode ready to to know what they can work with, mm-hmm. and but now they really need to to code it and to build it up and integrate that to the Red in, Engine, and that takes a time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. just a big sandbox in general makes sense because they're always pushing of this player freedom and choice, and the fact that they are hiring someone with that needs these steep credentials just means that this thing is going to be uh, more massive. Then, yeah. then, you know what I mean? So I think a big sandbox makes sense. If you guys look at the GTA role-playing community, that thing exploded over the last, whatever, year and a half. The mm-hmm. no-pixel servers, you see all the Twitch streamers doing the role-play. I think that would fit perfectly into Cyberpunk 2077, yeah. but within the confines of a sandbox, not exactly just a specific game mode oriented to that. Because you can have your player base choose what they want to do within that open world, right? So you can have mini games and sub games within that big world that the the player is choosing to do. Yeah, and I could also uh, see them doing more. Like if you look at a game just like Deus Ex, for example, mm-hmm. where you have more like missions in a more like hub based world. So I could also see them going back to a design just like that for multiplayer. So you can have some kind of um, exploration in the world. And you have a more like engaged mission where you have to do some stuff, and then yeah, you've got like them like different missions and different quests you you have to fulfill, and then that could maybe even take you to to other parts of the world in the uh, twenty seventy seven setting, maybe not just a nice city, but somewhere else, let's say in Europe or India or something like that. You could play with that uh, whole. A world even more and i guess that could be pretty exciting if you if you have a, a team of players who just have to go out and do stuff so that that's maybe something we we could look forward to as well mm-hmm. and there's also the 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 mini games that they've already spoke on right there's the racing and what are the other ones there's a shooting range mm-hmm. i mean that, that could range. play a part we have, yes. and and we've got more and more rumors coming out as far as like um, the mini games that they're they're offering. Uh, keep hearing something about some kind of like um, type of type of like gambling type thing, kind of like Twenty One or um, 
Mm-hmm. You know, so, something where it's like you just kind of your character. You want that board up. game? They've shown the screenshots, for example. Moncala, right? Yeah. 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 And the casino yeah, so would make sense as a, well because in one of the screenshots you see something that says "Devil's Luck" and there's like an ace of spades, so mm-hmm. that could be. A, but that's obviously in the single player. But yeah, they can add so many dif- different things. It's, uh, I mean, the, the possibilities and are endless. I was also thinking about it would be cool if you could, for example, have like a level editor for ga- for gamers, so they could set up their own stories and their own quests. Yeah. So. If you've got like a little toolbox, something like that, and you can rearrange certain things in a level and in the quests and make your own, just as they do right now. And for example, Assassin's Creed, as far as I can remember, or for example, to to come back to Hitman, where you can create your own missions and set your own limitations, that could be really exciting as well. Because there are many people who are doing like great fan uh fan stories and fan fiction and i could mm-hmm. th- see that there is a huge community for that creating your own cyberpunk content with stories to tell and and, and missions and quests for, for people to do mm-hmm. well and that's one of the things that's, that's really interesting to note as far as like what they could potentially do is i honestly think that they probably could potentially look at um look at kind of the way, like you said, kind of the, the, um, so Larian studios has their, you know, map creator and like D and D, like you can go in through as a GM and, and kind of take players through it uh, and, and play along with you. That's really awesome. And I really, really liked the way that they approached that. I also really, really enjoyed the way that, um, that, Oh wait. Um, can't talk about that yet. Uh, there's also some other cool stuff on the horizon that that's that's coming out eventually that kind of does the same thing. And I think overall, I think you you hit the nail on the head here because what we're seeing is we're seeing this like rush back to you know more traditional style. Um, uh, I don't know how you how you describe it. More traditional uh, feeling of like like gamers playing with gamers in in more of the traditional way, so more of like the D&D ways than what we have right now, which is like insta-queue with a bunch of people you don't know and, you know, oh, I forgot to leave, you know, I left the uh, fill spot in on on my team and we got some random kid in here and he just starts talking and, you know, well, I guess we got to shoot him and put him out of his misery and it's like, stuff like that, it's like, it's 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 kind of lost the flavor. It's why classic wow is doing so well right now is because you, you don't just auto cue. You actually have to like get to know people and, and form actual relationships. And turns out that that's one of the things the gamers love doing the most. So I think you're onto something here with the, with the concept. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can see that for example, if you have other creative games, like, um, like for example, dreams from a little bit, uh, from the little bit planet makers where you can have your own community with people rating stuff levels. You do, you, you, um, gain ranks in, in terms of content creator for maybe the cyberpunk world and everyone likes your stories and, and plays, uh, plays your games or your uh, gain ranks as a good, um, net runner maybe. So you, people form new communities and you can see, uh, for example, 
I was even surprised because uh, I grew up with pen and paper role playing games like the like the Dark Eye and and Star Wars and, and things things like that back then. So we actually had to sit together on a table to play it. But right now you've got so many possibilities, and when I see people playing um, Cyberpunk Red crossing continents and doing it online on, on YouTube together in a stream, there are so many people who can find themselves in, in communities to play Cyberpunk in a great story-driven way. So, of course, you've got always the the troll who is just crashing into your game and ruining it, but... I, I think you can also do uh, like just your private party and you meet just as in the podcast here every Sunday. You've got the, 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 the regular group of people playing together and, and that's a strong uh, possibility for uh, the multiplayer of Cyberpunk as well. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. Like a lot of these things have to be community driven and I think if they you know invest a little bit more in, into the making a game or a, a mode that is you know, honors the kind of the community and the, you know, making friends and, and having to talk to one another, it's it's uh, going to be a good thing. So do you guys want to jump on to uh, news about crafting that we got this week? I don't know if you guys are up to date. Yeah, the, uh... yeah, hit me. Okay, so uh, someone reached right. out to the Facebook page and asked them, hey guys, I really love the Q&A you guys did, we re which revealed some important information. Are there different types of ammo for each weapon? Is ammo craftable? What can you craft in general? And so the 2077 Facebook page responds with, Since we have no classes in the game, everyone can craft, but you need to invest in the right perks. You'll be able to craft multiple items, including armor, shards for cyberware, weapon modules, special weapons, consumables, and gadgets. Does this entice you guys to maybe um, play a little bit more of a techie-oriented uh, character? or What are you guys' thoughts on this? I guess it's it's still hard to tell because um, they've shown not very much about the techie at all because I I had high hopes uh, for them showing a playthrough uh, from the E3 demo at Gamescom with the techie, but they didn't. They just talked about it. So it, for now, it's it's hard to to imagine what the techie is actually about. Just apart from cutting and putting cables together and having the flat hat. Mm -hmm. So I guess I, I I guess he's not heavier as as you just expressed. I guess he's not heavy on crafting than the other ones, right? And yeah, I wonder well, why they did. didn't show the the kind of techie um, abilities during the deep dive. They kind of just focused on the netrunner and the solo. I think techie's uh, lacking a little bit of love of love there. CDPR, you need to show some more techie techie oriented uh, stuff in the future. The the thing with crafting is it's, so it's one of these things with that it's like man it is so good in some games that you play the game to basically craft mm -hmm. and to gather crafting and to to really like just do it constantly but then there are other games where the crafting is just basically hot garbage and you can't get yourself like you can't get away from it fast enough um and there's a whole bunch of examples where uh there was one major game release where they they scrapped the entire crafting system uh two and a half months to release and tried to rebuild it and it was pretty terrible that's rough and we were sitting there mm -hmm. thinking at what point 
or what point was this like before? Because I swear, if this is how it is now, was it so bad and so atrocious that it was just absolutely absolute garbage? Or was there, or is there a level that that they've said, oh, actually, um, you know, we we just kind of we just kind of didn't do this right, and you know they. And, and they thought that they had a, a, a bag of garbage when they didn't, and they realized to themselves, like, oh, actually, you know what makes sense is if we if we actually go out of our way to to listen to what the fans want because they didn't. At some point, they, there was a drop in like what what they were making and what they were giving to the players, and we think what was there originally was actually a lot more fun than what ended up being there because it's like what we got was the worst thing possible. I guess it's just a question of accessibility because um, I don't I don't remember who it was. The developers said they that they don't want to um, alienate players uh, just because of crafting, so that people don't feel like they have to do it and invest more time to be successful. So I believe that crafting is more like, um, yeah adding to your individual play style. So if you want to have the just right weapon or the just right gadget, you can build it the way you like it, but you don't have to craft and build to be successful in the game. I guess that is what they are aiming for. But of course that could maybe end up in a lack of depth to it. I don't know, but I guess that is what, what they are pretty much aiming for. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's fair. Yeah, so you, does anybody have any questions in the chat? Well, we haven't seen too many questions today. If you guys have questions, drop them in the chat. What did you guys think about the overall um, kind of the skills and the attributes and the perks, the kind of three-pronged approach they're taking when it comes to combat? Do you think that's going to pay off uh, in the long run, or is it a little bit too complex, or what are you guys thinking about that? Mm-hmm. I, I was... Yeah, I was just um, sad that they haven't shown like a true involvement of one skill because I, I would have liked to see, okay, you start here and you can go up and pick this and this perk and go up there. That would be more um, interesting to see what you can actually do with it. They just gave slight impressions of what is possible. But for example, I, I haven't seen actually how you can pick a certain perk which is connected to a skill so far. Mm-hmm. So that was something I would like to see more. For sure. Sib, what kind of character yeah, no, are you thinking of? I think, maybe? Well, I, I, I like what they are offering us so far because I think it's actually a fair amount. If you, if you approach any situation and you say, how, how can you, you know, how can you get past this person? There's only so many ways that you can actually get past the person. And they seem to have added a, f- uh, most of them to it so you can get past them by creating a distraction or by sneaking past them you can get past them by bluffing them or sweet talking them uh, I think that's going to be an option in, in some scenarios I think that's probably going to be the least of the common options uh, but it would be very interesting to see how that plays out I think you'll have to sneak past most people it's not like I, I don't think you can walk up to the animals and basically be like hey I want to go talk to with uh, Sasquatch. I don't think they're going to just let you go talk to Sasquatch. So, I mean, I, and I could be wrong about that, and, and and kudos if if I am, because that means that we have more options. But then the fact that you also have, like, you know, you could stealthily kill, you could 
you know, brute force with other weapons. It's like there's a there's a good number of ways to get around it, and I think that's probably the best thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think the um, I was a little bit um, disappointed when I saw the Netrunner and the E3 uh, playthrough because um, when I looked back to the pen and paper role playing game. In, in my terms of how I imagined Netrunner, I expected more like, um, let's say, stealth and more defensive actions he could actually do. Because if you saw the three demo with all the Netrunner skills in action, he, yeah, he just looked badass. And and I expected more like a s- sneaky secret guy who wants to infiltrate a certain area who can distract people more and has more non-lethal skills at hand. Mm-hmm. They they said that the network will have that, but I really wish to see more of that. Because, for example, there was the uh, glue program, which actually glues one enemy to the ground if you want to leave. So that's that's kind of a funny skill to use when when you were, for example, detected by another um, enemy. And I hope to see that there are more playthroughs which are non-lethal, and right. Um, because right now it's kind of heavy combat focused in the game, mm-hmm. and, and and I hope they they show more on that part of the game because they talked about it, and I'm pretty sure they they implemented that, but they they mm-hmm. need more time to show it. Yeah, even with the Netrunner, they've talked a little bit about being a combat Netrunner, right? So you're right when they say, you know, that these playstyles are a little bit more combat focused. I hadn't heard about the glue skill. Is that something you saw in the E3? Um, um, no, um, it, was, it wasn't in the game. In, it, there was just an example. Oh, okay. um, and on paper, um, skill or a program that I could imagine being used in the game easily. For example, if you just want to pinpoint an enemy and run away without getting into a firefight, and uh, that's that would have been an easy program to to realize in, in the video game. Just right. no, no, I came up that. with that idea. I haven't seen it in action now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in your character play too, you're going to be more of a attempting to be a stealthy netrunner. Is that what you're, or are you, are you leaning more towards a solo? What, what, how are you going to play the game? Oh well, um, I guess I'm more like a sneaky netrunner and, and hacking things, fighting, and uh, all, like really looking around and seeing all the possibilities at hand, what I can do with my environment, and really going into the game without being detected and seeing that's pretty cool. And then as a backup, I've, of course, I have some some weapons and and some more malware I can upload, but. Um, yeah, I guess my, my my first approach for the game would be to to go in and do my job pretty much unseen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. So in the same kind of uh, topic here, the UI they've changed the UI as we saw in the deep dive demo. Um, it's the color scheme is a little bit different. Obviously, the layout is different. What did you guys think about that? A lot of people have not been too keen on at least the color change from a basic standpoint, and they. I think they're thinking that the character creator has been dumbed down, which isn't the case. But did you guys like it better? Did you guys like the 2018 one better? Hmm. Uh, I guess one of the major additional stuff like the minimap, right? right. So they uh, changed that, I'd say, more like 
more uh, more like uh, Elder Scrolls compass uh, style and 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 switch it to to a minimap. I guess that's maybe nice mm-hmm. because uh, in in terms of the um, over orientation in, in the game world. and uh, I don't know about the, the lack of red which is now in the menus I don't know actually it's it's all a little bit more subtle right now mm-hmm. but does that scream like cyberpunky to you or do you prefer the, the red obviously kind of stands out more the, the brown is a little bit more maybe a little bit more reflective of the district that they were showing off kind of like a downtrodden you know less colorful area i don't know if that was a artistic choice that they chose for the deep dive demo or if that was reflective in the e3 and gamescom demos well maybe because the the game can be quite colorful and quite uh, let's say chaotic at times maybe it's good to to have actually a, a menu and a screen which is more like um yeah like i don't know let's not saying a holiday from the action you've got in the game, but you know, like having more like contrast to to the game. I don't think that's a, that's a bad thing at all. So, mm. and and the red can be, well, I don't know. It's it's really like like pin in in the eye some somehow. Yeah, at, at times maybe I don't know. What what is your opinion? Um, I, I per- personally preferred the 2018 one a little bit more. I think um, just looking at it, I think the sliders and stuff are a little bit more apparent, so it's kind of mm. easier to navigate. But I, I saw an edit on Reddit with like kind of the red text overlaid on top of the the existing one in the deep dive demo, and that looked like a good mm. mix. So I think though, mm. though obviously it's not it's a work in progress. The game is mm. still what seven months away, so they can fix all these things. I'm just wondering why they decided to show. Um, a lot of things that they're like, um, I don't know, the, the UI seems like that's a heavy work in progress, but it looks like it's, from a visual standpoint, it looks like it's been dumbed down since 2018, which isn't the case because they've come out and said that the character creator and all these things are expanded and the menus are expanded. So I'm just, I, I don't know why they decided to show that, but yeah, I prefer the 2018 one. Yeah, I think I think overall <clears throat> we have to remember that this game is, especially the character character creator is, um, it's been in a constant state of flux for a really long time, and I do think that the the twenty eighteen one was a, a little bit better. It's lacking some options, but now we have a little bit more options, and but now it's like it's now it's like it, it <laughs> looks less smooth, it looks less um, good. It's it's a little bit more clunky. Uh, so I mean, I guess we'll see where it ends up, and I don't, <clears throat> I don't suspect that they're gonna, you know, make a, like a, just make a terrible, terrible outcome with it. I think there's, I think there's, obviously, you know, they've got a lot more to do, and I think it can be a lot better than than kind of where they're at right now. So, mm-hmm. and I also think that the the game, because all of the cyberware you can use quite heavy on uh, at times in the gameplay in terms of UI. You've got lots of maybe details popping up just depending on the level of cyber where you have upgraded. So I can imagine lots of stuff is happening on screen. If you have even as much in the menus popping up, it could be really distracting the players. Uh, right. That could maybe mm-hmm. have like a comparison to, to that yeah, or yeah. counter that. Yeah. 
I think that's why the half the reason they introduced the uh, hardcore mode is so they're giving you the option to play without all these, you know, quote unquote visual clutter, even if it's like a little bit. They're, they're giving you the option, so I think that's that's a that's a cool little workaround for them. Um, we have some more news from last week. It's not too substantial, but they've finally released the North American merch store. Uh, they originally said that they were going to release it in August. It came, I think, a couple days ago. Was it three, four, five days ago at this point? So, um, are you guys into into the merch store at all? I know Andre, you've gotten a couple things from the from mm-hmm. the European store, and you've reviewed them. So, what do you? How's the quality on those? Um, Overall, I'm I'm pretty satisfied with the with the quality, especially if you look at the quality of the prints, for example, on the shirts. Right. Um, they've got quite a variety uh, a variety of stuff already in there in terms of clothing you can have. Um, the Cyberpunk 2077 shirt, for example, is a little bit thinner than the regular shirt you would expect, so it could be a little bit more, um, yeah easier to, to, to damage maybe, but it was, on the other hand, very convenient during a summer like this to have a more thinner shirt, but the quality is really good so far, and um, there are many great products uh, you can enjoy as a fan and uh, with more stuff to come, and I also want to, to cover more on, on the new stuff which has just shown up, but there are many categories for products which are still missing, which we hopefully see in the future and closer to release then yeah but but so far it's it's a really good start and um, the overall quality is really good yeah mm-hmm. v of rivia asks i hope uh the districts are visually distinct like to point you can um just tell what district is from a random picture i think that's the goal they have the yeah. let me see the six districts and then they have the three distinct visual styles of entropy or four visual styles entropism neo-kitsch kitsch and uh, neo-militarism i think each district is going to look visually unique as you can see in pacifica it looks quite a bit different than what we saw in 2018 so i think they'll they'll nail that i think that's yeah that was already expressed by i guess the senior level designer toast and the deep dive yeah Mm -hmm. because he said then you could land up in any of the districts and just looking around you, you know which district you are in the game because of all the different assets and, and the different points of interest they they have picked to, to design a level and uh, in a district you will already know what kind of cultural influences will be there and how people live in that district because it's all reflected um, in, in the design. Yeah. Right. And then they also have the Badlands layered on top of that. So that's just even more, you know, uniqueness incorporated into the game. But to to come back to the store, what are you uh, looking forward to in the store? And what what would be your first uh, choice to to buy, maybe? Um, It's kind of funny because the the U.S. store doesn't have as many options, obviously, as the EU one at this point. So it's kind of hard... I have noticed that I I have noticed that for some reason I I still can't get the mantis blades for uh for my arms. I'm a little annoyed by that. I keep telling them like, "Hey, when are you going to get these in here? I've been waiting for this long. I have a specific Android body that I've been using for a really long time and I really really want those mantis blades." But they keep saying delayed, delayed, delayed. So, I don't know. Uh it's it's it's, it's 
but other than that, like the style is very great. I'm I'm really looking forward to like maybe some of the jackets and maybe some of the shirts. So, mm-hmm. and I'm sure those will roll out over time. We're a little bit behind EU. You guys have all the mm-hmm. the new Trauma Team shirts and the Maelstrom stuff. So hopefully, yeah. But they they plan to have the same um, contents for both markets. So sure, sure, it yeah. just takes a little bit of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I just hope they do more like figurines and props from the game world. Mm-hmm. For example, I also like games like Fallout, and I'm always envy if you look at cool stuff they have, like the Pip Boy and 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 mm-hmm. uh, little miniature cars and trucks from the game. So um, apart from the f- uh, figure which is in the collector's edition of the game. I'm really looking forward to have a decent quality, maybe recent or something else model of the Jaiba Kusanagi mo- motorcycle. Mm-hmm. I can just display in my room. That would be awesome to have. Sure, yeah. I know a lot and, of people um, into those collectibles and stuff, so having some yeah. more for those kind of... There is the Ronin statue, the Geralt one, but... That's yeah, like, something like that. That yeah. would be nice. Mm-hmm. And maybe more like uh, like corporate stuff, like more advertisings from the game you could put on your wall. Yeah, yeah. you know, I would I would forgive them uh, for literally everything if they introduced. Um, there's a couple of like miniature sites that do this, where you basically in a 3D like little little window, you basically create your character, and then you select the pose, and then you add a whole bunch of like items gear weapons stuff they've got sliders that affect like pretty much everything about the character and then you can have that print like 3d printed up and and mailed to you within like a week and i'm like huh (laughs) that sounds like a great idea (laughs) so so maybe they could do that for v i mean you know just just like be able to print up our, our own V's into a little little statue. That, that, that'd be cool. I would be okay with this. Um, no, I don't think that's going to happen. But it's, it's a really good option. I highly encourage them to look into it because it's pretty cool. Wishful thinking there. <laughs> just but, a little bit. Just a, a little cool bit. Concept. Yes. yes. Yeah. We're, we're, we're a few years ahead of that still. It's coming. It's coming, just not right away. And there was some cool stuff I have seen during the community party. I, I guess the easiest one to reproduce were the cyberpunk cushions they had. So they had uh, cyberpunk and samurai cushions and, and pillows. Um, there, that's something I would love to see in the store. And they got two neon signs with samurai and cyberpunk, and they just look really rad. But I guess they are too expensive to sell them in a store. But they are really awesome. But, was there was there a full body Jackie pillow? No, sorry. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, we we really Damn. want those full body Jackie pillows. I mean, you know, come on, come on. That's that's the that's the good stuff right there. So while you were out there, Andre, did you get any cool kind of interviews or uh, sit downs with some developers one on one to kind of ask your questions? Did you? Did you, uh, you Sadly, I haven't got that good opportunities um, at Gamescom in terms of developers. So I just had a. Uh, half an hour interview with the German voice actor um, for Johnny Silverhand, and it turns out he's he's even a rock star too because uh, he's a mu- musician as well and he's doing art as well and um, yeah and, and we talked about the similarities between him and his character and, and in, 
in his past. And that was really interesting because uh, Benjamin Feltz is really a nice guy to talk to. And, uh, and as a German, it's always funny. If you listen to him, you always try to, yeah, to recognize, okay, which character's name is he currently talking to? Uh, talking in, for example, sometimes he, he sounds a little bit like the German Charlie Sheen and stuff like that. But that's not that interesting for for English people. I, I will put uh, some subtitles uh, to the interview for later, so you can enjoy that as well. But um, no, I ha- sadly haven't got that many chances at Gamescom to talk to developers. No, mm-hmm. not this time. That's okay. You got you got a lot of good stuff at E3, yeah. and that was only a. Month or two they, they are a little they are a little busy at the moment True. and they're very hard to get a hold of so they're kind of making a game <clears throat> yeah big. yeah 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 i, I hope to, is, to see cool. yeah i just hope to see more about um actually uh, the car in the game because that's mm-hmm. an uh, that's a feature in the game they have spoken about like many months ago, but there's several features and things which are not clear right now. So, and, and they're still pushing it a little bit more behind uh, topic-wise. So I am really curious about what, what is coming up with car customization and your garage and stuff like that and mm-hmm. and paint jobs and upgrades. They haven't really talked into detail mm-hmm. um, with, with that. So that's still an issue and something i look forward to uh, getting more intel sure we have a question from red 77 he says do you think they'll show new trailers at the end of the year like at the video game awards i guess when when do you guys are when are you guys expecting maybe new trailers or new content to be dropped we will we will continue to get new information dropped out on a um on a on a bi bi-weekly basis almost uh, from CDPR, so we're talking about uh, more screenshots. We're talking about more interviews. We're talking about not not all of this stuff every two weeks. I'm talking about a mm-hmm. collection of staggering. one of these things. Yeah, <clears throat> they're going to be staggering it uh, basically from now until launch. Uh, we will probably be a little bit quiet in in September and October just because that's heavy, heavy, heavy drop month, right? For most most games, mm-hmm. so those will be the probably the most quiet. Uh, months, but once we get into uh, January, once we get into um, February of the next year, I mean, expect to start seeing ads mm-hmm. everywhere. Uh, expect to see more interesting um, this, this media campaign that they have been talking about for so long and that we've known for so long that they've been working on. Um, there's so much cool stuff coming down the road. Uh, but again, it's going to be it's going to be staggered out pretty slowly. So mm-hmm. don't um, don't get too worried. But at the same time, it's like don't don't overhype yourself either. As far as like what we're going to expect in the next few months here, it's it'll probably be quite quiet until we hit the new year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess with the deep dive video being released or packs, um, maybe we will have to wait a little further mm-hmm. because I I had really high hopes to see a TJS trailer. Because uh, for The Witcher, they did a TJS uh, trailer in 2013 and 14, so just before release. And I think it could still be a possibility to have a small trailer f- just for TGS, maybe even shown um, showing more of the Asian districts in, in Night City, which would be a nice nod to being in Japan. True. I don't know. That would be cool. But... Still, still, maybe on, on the cards, but um, 
Yeah, I guess, as you said, there are so many regular updates. I'm, as a fan site owner, we, we are all happy because you content weekly you can write about. So mm -hmm. they're pretty good at doing, doing stuff and telling a little bit new uh, every week right now. So there's mm -hmm. not much to complain about right now. Right. I think early 2020 is going to be a, a pivotal time as well because I think that's when they're getting uh, media and journalists, they're going to be able to get their hands on the game and play yeah. it. So, I mean, obviously gunplay has been quote-unquote criticized here and there um, just by looking at it, but it's hard to kind of critique it without playing it. So, I mean, we're going to get a lot of impressions and first-hand demos and stuff like that in early 2020. Um, and for the rest of the year, yeah, maybe Tokyo Game Show. I'd like to see that. They have the uh, the uh, the Yaiba Kuzanaki uh, live size um, whatever model. Have you guys seen that? That's oh yes! Cool. Oh yes! Yeah! Yes! Yes! That's that's uh, that's quite the interesting thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the cosplayer Arena Maya. Well, oh, she's so going there as well. I, yeah. Yeah, she already told us that she will work for City Power there, so mm -hmm. I guess she will even pose um, next to the motorbike, maybe, I don't know. Cool. And um, yeah, that's cool stuff. And I am still curious, by the way, about what could be the trophy of the Cyberpunk um, cosplay contest. Maybe it's even the motorbike, I don't know. <laughs> because they already teased that they got an amazing, fantastic trophy for the winner, but mm -hmm. maybe it's the bike. I don't know. I, I, well, I, hmm, that's, that's, that is a good one. At first I'm like, no wait, because of the, but then I'm like, oh wait, well, the other thing, oh yes, well, actually that, that could be a thing. I doubt it, but I think that, I think that's actually, you know, definitely on the list of possibilities. Um, but yes, uh, the other, the other thing I was thinking more so is that they might, um, they might add the person into the game with, uh, with some lines of their own or some like, um, some like kind of for a particular scenario or something like that. Uh, that would actually be really cool. Like to a do random like a face NPC capture. in the back or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or like maybe a, maybe a character skin in the multiplayer. Uh, mm -hmm. that's something else that, that is a possibility. Stuff like this, we have been waiting for this to happen when it comes to uh, big AAA like games and cosplay stuff. Is to start incorporating some of the cosplay because cosplay drives. Like you want to talk about, you want to talk about you know turning in like fifty million people to watch uh, to watch something or to to be subscribed to something. It's like yeah, just get a, get get a whole bunch of cosplay artists to do a whole bunch of stuff. And suddenly you're you're tracking upwards on it. Um, this has been going on for a little while. They did have that uh, cosplay TV show. Um, there's been some other stuff that's been slowly working out. But I mean, geez, I went to uh, this one character. Somebody somebody sent me a link to this one girl's Instagram, and I'm like, oh, okay, cosplay person. You're probably like you know, like 150,000 to you know 200,000 some some subs. No, no, like three million. I was like, oh wow. That's huge. That is way bigger than I thought. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's that's where we're at with this kind of level of stuff. So we're going to start seeing that more, I think, in the future. We're going to start seeing it more and more commonly into the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the uh, prizes for the cosplay contest are quite impressive, too. Wasn't one a 
it's like a magazine shoot or something like that for a, a big gaming magazine yeah. so there's mm-hmm. pretty high stakes and um is tgs the next uh stop for the cosplay contest i'm not sure or is that paris it is yeah it is okay yeah so they're gonna have that and then the i don't know when the grand finals or whatever is and I, I could imagine that they do that during a, some kind of release party Sure, yeah. That would make well, sense. Wherever it's it's taking place, I could imagine that they fly people there to be present at the release party and then mm-hmm. picking the final winner. Yeah. yeah. And uh, something which for some for European uh, people, uh, by the way, is also cool that they go to a Zurich game show in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. They won't have um, a cosplay showing there, but um, they show the gameplay demo audience for 1,500 people in a huge theater, which is really cool. And I'm really looking forward to what people say um, and what people say about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, there's a ton, ton to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been so going for... <clears throat> Go ahead. Uh, oh, sorry. Keep going. I, I, I have another subject. We've been going for like 70, 70-ish minutes, so... Oh, okay. Uh, good, good. 70, uh, I, I will. I I want to address one thing that's been popping up more and more in my feed uh, sure. and whatnot, and that's people claiming that that they were we're going to see a, a delay for the game. Um, I think that being that it's only seven months out, that this is pretty, and that they only made this announcement, you know, at at E three. If they didn't think that they could make meet this deadline, um, then. I don't think they would have said this is our deadline. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I really don't think that that they would have just gone. Well, I don't know if we'll be able to make it. So I mean, you know, we'll just just kind of like YOLO it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I I don't think they're at that level right now. Um, one of the things that you got to remember is that right now they've been working on uh, on a very low crunch uh, schedule up until just this last year. Uh, very few people were pulling more than 60 hours. Uh, very, very few people were pulling more than 80 hours. Um, and they can quickly ramp that up to 100 hours a week uh, for pretty much everybody and basically nearly double their their time. You don't want to do that for more than a few weeks at a time uh, as somebody who routinely works over 100 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it is... It is it's actually, um, it is actually kind of good for you to to do that for one or two weeks out of every year, uh, and it's 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 actually quite healthy for you to to work yourself. Very very difficult as long as you're prepared for it. As long as you're you have a set goal, and as as long as you reach that goal, it's actually really really healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it actually like helps you physically and mentally to to become better at pretty much everything you do because you're tackling stress in a certain way that actually encourages your body to like um, code new proteins and stuff like that. It's a very, very interesting thing, but mm-hmm. this is not, this is not something that they've actively turned on for the entire company yet, or given the green light to really encourage. So we'll see this uh, up until I think just recently, I think they've just started to do that. So we'll see this. And again, I think if they hadn't known, they would have said, you know, uh, spring or, you know, early 20. 20- 20 you know 19 i don't think they would have given an exact date if that if that was the case right. plus it just measures up too much with a with a whole bunch of other things that are going on behind the scenes so yeah and they um, had their whole marketing not, campaign campaign mm-hmm. planned out so yeah so i think yeah. i think i think they're ready to go they may have a few more 
you know, day one patches than they might prefer. They may have a few more week one patches than they would necessarily prefer. Mm-hmm. But I think that th- what they have already is pretty close to a polished game. <clears throat> mm-hmm. We all know that this is... It, we all know if this was EA, they would have released this like a year and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, and they even reassured that during um, investor chat like two weeks ago, I guess, they uh, purely... Um, Nilo uh, Bovich, um, yeah, he stated that um, towards the investors that they are really still committed to the launch theory mentioned before. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and he's he's one of the board members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, any departing thoughts, you guys? Uh, I think we'll probably wrap it up. It's been kind of a slow week for news. Um, obviously, apologies because this was supposed to be on Mad Queen show. Um, so I think we're going to go, well, obviously it's on my channel this week and then next week it's going to be last known meals cause he'll be coming back and then we'll jump to me again and then we'll start the cycle. So it's kind of confusing. Um, so apologies to you guys for that one, but yeah, any departing thoughts on, on the future or anything you want, you guys want to plug? Um, there's some, uh, it's going to be a really crazy busy fall. Uh, we've got some really cool stuff going on. Um, and we've got some uh, IRL events going on sometime soon. So keep keep uh, subscribe and follow us on our Discord, on the Discords, on the Twitters, on the you know all of the YouTube channels. Follow us there because we've got some we've got some cool news coming up. So nice. So, that's, that's about it for me. Cool. I'm gonna drop uh, Andre's website into the chat here. You guys can go Yay. check that out. It is in German, but you can always right-click and then translate, and that should be sufficient for your guys' needs. Um, we will see you guys next week. Um, peace out, guys.